0: Father in heaven, we, it, it behooves us to to indeed worship thee on this day, a day that you have given to us, Lord. It's a great privilege that we can be here. And we, we are thinking of those who who cannot be here for many reasons, Lord, and especially the, the aged ones, the old people that are kept home, Lord, because they can't come here anymore for, for health reasons, Lord. We pray that you would be a blessing to them on this day, that they could rejoice in the fact that you have given us life and breath for a certain amount of time to get to know thee. And we pray that even though they cannot be here, they will be able to worship thee in, in their own places, Lord. And help us to, to uh, think of them and, and lift them up before you to, to allow them to have comfort in knowing that you will bring it to an end, Lord, that it will glorify thee and will bring them home into your presence, Lord, and that is true for for all of us lord, as we as we look forward of what this world is going to bring lord and it may not be it may not be pretty, but we have great confidence that you have planned it so that we will. Be molded exactly that way, the way you want us to be, Lord. And you will lead us through life, Lord, perhaps through through valleys and through through heights, Lord. And we pray for your Spirit to to be with us, Lord, as as we all journey, Lord, in, in this in this life, Lord. And we pray uh, on this day that we could worship Thee, Lord, that we could just be at awe about your, your love, Lord, that you have revealed to us and that you have come into this world like one of us so that we could really get a hold of it and believe that you are a God of love, even though at times we go through great difficulties and, and, and pain. But we know that you came and you suffered so that we could believe it and that we could accept it. And uh, rejoice in it, Lord, that we are prepared by you, as we, we sung earlier in the hymn, Lord, that we are prepared by you in this life for something awesome to come. And we're looking forward to that. Lord, And we pray for for your spirit to come and, and be present this morning, this afternoon, Lord, to be present throughout the whole day so that we would... Uh, have a another understanding and another view of your love, Lord, that that wants to draw us in, into your presence, and and give us the courage and the strength to stand up against the evil one. So and so we pray, Lord, for for your spirit to open our hearts to your word. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen. I like to read out of. Luke chapter 11, Luke chapter 11, a few verses starting with verse 14, and it starts there, uh, Jesus giving a miracle here uh, uh, in the first few verses here, and then giving uh, uh, a lecture to the people around him. It says there in, in verse 14, And he was casting out a devil, and it was dumb. And it came to pass, when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake, and the people wondered. But some of them said, He casted out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils, or actually, that would be the devil himself, and others tempting him sought him, sought of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house faileth. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. But if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. When a strong man armed keepeth his place, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcometh him, he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusted and divided his spoils. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He said, I will return unto my house whence I came out. When he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there and the last state of that man is worse than the first. I read up to verse 26. I'm sure we have read this passage many times. And, and uh, what the, the main message there is Jesus, uh, after having done a miracle, the people uh, accused him of uh, actually working with Satan to, to accomplish these miracles. And, and then Jesus uh, answers them in a very rational way and tells them that, that this can't possibly be. You're not thinking right. This cannot possibly be because the devil will not do things that are good. The devil is only going to do things that are evil, things that separate things that scatter, things that harm people. And I, I'm actually healing people. So, that, so your, your thought that I'm using uh, witchcraft or, or some actually inspired by the devil himself, what I'm doing is, is rationally wrong, and so on. And, but when I read this uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, uh, I didn't think through this very carefully, but the first verse kind of struck me. And I, I didn't know at that time why. And he was casting out a devil, and he was dumb, meaning a, a mute person, somebody who couldn't speak. Some translation called it a man, we it doesn't say it here in King James. And it came to pass, when the devil was gone out, the mute person spake, could suddenly speak. And the people wondered, you know, the translations that people were amazed. What I gather from this verse, and even the the ones to follow, this was not just uh, a a person that lost his voice because of a cold or whatever for, uh, you know, a moment or or a day or two. Uh, Otherwise, people wouldn't have been amazed at the miracle. They wouldn't have accused Jesus of working a great miracle that needed the devil's help to do it, this must have been somebody that probably couldn't speak for either a very long time or not at all, period. It doesn't say what the problem was. It it, it doesn't reveal to us. And so we we only can assume what it was. And I was was tempted to call Jessica Gutai to to find out, you know, what, what are the different things that people... Can't speak, and because she's a speech therapist at Cleveland Clinic or uh, in Cleveland anyway, and uh, I I didn't do it, but but I I looked it up, uh, and uh, it 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 can have different reasons. Obviously, can real physical uh, reasons because of an accident or uh, or or virus that can actually damage your vocal cords, Or, or quite often. It can be an anxiety attack, not, not just an attack, but anxiety that disables some people uh, to speak. Sometimes, quite often, children uh, are, are uh, influenced by that, by anxiety, and, and they refuse to speak. And some of them will actually never learn to speak unless they get some help. And uh, this could have been a case like that. We don't know for sure. The fact is, it was significant. Otherwise, people wouldn't have thought of it that way. And so, I was—that uh, th- was in my mind. that maybe I heard something on on, on the radio on uh, on Dobson, maybe, or that kind of went in that direction. I don't remember exactly. Uh, but then, some some. Days later, maybe, or just a day later, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I couldn't breathe anymore. And, and that brought back memories from five months ago when I was in the hospital and couldn't breathe, and, and had to really struggle to just, just to stay awake, to, to get enough oxygen. And, and I was laying there, and I, I couldn't breathe, and I figured, well, is, are we going back to the hospital? What's going on? Is it is it my heart? Is it my lungs that are damaged as well? And this all comes together suddenly because I was sleeping up to that point and I woke up and I had to breathe very hard. So I think I started to think about what's, what's the problem now? And I sat up. And and I checked my oxygen. I, I, I have a, a, a band, an arm band that checks my oxygen all night for the last two years. So so I, I looked and uh, no, my oxygen was it was not good, but it was not. It was not critical. It was not bad. It was above 90, and, and uh, so that was good. But I maybe the heart. It, it's it's maybe the heart is is really going to AFib again. So I checked my, my, my heart rate. Yeah, and uh the the uh, iPhone uh, Apple uh, ha- has a you know you can you can check your heart uh, to see if you have a or not and, and that was good and, and uh and I was kind of thinking about well so what how do I go about it and then suddenly this verse comes to mind and as Jesus healed. Uh, people that uh, were not necessarily sick, in terms of the way we define today, uh, you know, sickness. Uh, it says, and he was casting out a devil. That's what had caught my attention before. How often do we speak about a devil when, when there is? A, a problem with, with our bodies. Uh, I know there's quite a few people that work in the medical field, and I wouldn't suggest you you go tomorrow to work and you say you know hold the the medications, hold the antibiotics. That this is a devil, and we're going to drive it out because the HR department would would take you uh, the task pretty quick. I'm I'm not saying that we have to be careful, but think about it. How in in our culture how often or, or how much focused are we on the here and the now and the, and the physical things of this world and we read we yeah we read every you know every day and every sunday we read the, those passages about jesus driving out evil spirits and i, I try to look it up how often it happened and it depends what, what translation you use. Sometimes they use devil, sometimes use demon, so evil spirits. Uh, it, it, so it's kind of hard to do searches because of the different expressions and then different translations are different yet. Uh, but it, it's quite amazing how often uh, back then it was about demons. He drove out, it says, seven demons from Mary Magdalene. Well, seven—it's not one, two, three to seven. Seven is the number of completion. She was what we would call, or other people call, possessed. She was really possessed by evil, by demons. He drove them out. We know we know the the story from uh, the, the account from the Gatherings when when they went across the lake and and they they came to the Gatherings and there was this man, uh, and and he actually he was a. Very, very uh, uh, strange person who came came right to them as they landed, and and uh, and the demon demons plural spoke, and Jesus asked them, "Well, what's your name?" He asked the demon, not the, not the person, the, the demon, and they said, "Our name is Legion." And then later on, we read that. They asked to be released into a herd of pigs. It says 2,000. There's 2,000 demons uh, in, in one person. And, and we read the story. It, we know it. We have known it for a long, long time. And, and yet, that, that was then. That happened then. And today, no, it, it doesn't happen anymore. Uh, is that true? Is that true? Are there no more demons? are there no more evil spirits that yeah that we we read in the news some people that, that that really seem to be tackled by and they do some really bad things. bad is not the right word evil things so we we can can acknowledge that as we look at the news, but what about ourselves are we somehow uh exempt from evil spirits. We we don't have to deal with it. Uh, I I was going to do that later on, but um, the Apostle Paul, again, that's 2,000 years ago, but, but we have to consider it in terms of our lives, in, in chapter 6, in, in, in Ephesians, he tells them, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the vials of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places, uh, principalities against powers and against the rulers of darkness in this world. Well, there, there are some rulers of darkness, but but wickedness in high places, meaning not, not earthly places, uh, that tells us that the Apostle warned us that it it happened. He's writing to Christians. He's writing to us. It was not just two thousand years ago. It, it, it's real now. And yes, there are physical uh, diseases and, and and illnesses that we have, uh, and, and uh, we need to deal with it. And not everything is is caused by evil spirits or demons? Uh, Not at all. But could there be? Could it be that actually sometimes the evil one can influence us physically, health-wise, and certainly in our perception of how we look at the world, and how we need to position ourselves in in, in this society? And uh, I was... I was amazed that that when when we look at the cultures, our culture or Western the Western civilization, if you want to think of that as as a, a culture that is really influenced by Christianity for the last two thousand years, we we have we have come along so in a. In, in between, in the Middle Ages, it kind of went down again, but by and large, Christianity that influenced the Roman Empire, the Greek and the Persians uh, earlier on, but really much of the Western civilization uh, have overcome the evil spirits and the gods, the many, many gods that they had. We have re- we have overcome that to a, a great extent. It was always evil, but not to the extent that was before. So, yes, we would have to say that 2,000 years ago when we read this, the, the accounts here in, in Scripture, there was probably more demonic activity than than right now, as of right now, in, in our culture. Now, we, we know about other countries, you know, Africa, South America, Papua New Guinea, there evil was still very, very much alive. Demonic uh, uh, influences were very much common, and people recognized very easily. We we don't we, we are not confronted with this as as often as directly, but we are still warned to to be aware. That this can be something that could actually at, at, at attack our perception of the world that we live in, and what our what our abilities are to actually uh, protect against it, as we read in Ephesians, to, to get to put on the armor of God, so we can actually protect ourselves against the evil attacks. And now. Uh, uh, I was I was uh, just reading a book. I'm not quite finished yet, but uh, it's a brand new book from Jonathan Khan. and some of you may may know who, who Jonathan Khan is. He wrote a number of different books, and his very latest book, it just came out, is "The Return of the Gods." The Return of the Gods, uh, and in that book, and it may, it may be kind of. Tedious to read, perhaps, but uh, maybe you don't like his style uh, of uh, of writing. But he goes into a very detailed study of the gods more than 2,000 years ago. That goes back like three and a half thousand years into uh, uh, to the Chaldees and to to, to into Ur, what, what they had those gods that eventually also were the gods of the Hebrews, or when they, when they uh, abandoned God, they would adopt the gods, which were actually the same gods. The Hebrews uh, uh, worshipped uh, in idolatry, like, like the other people that all nations had all around them. And then the Greeks, the same thing, the names are a little bit different, but he makes, he, he, he identifies, the, uh, especially the main three gods, and then these gods had other gods that people worshipped, and he goes to great detail, if you want to read it, uh, of what these cults were, and, and what, what, what they were uh, promoting in, in people's mind, and then he compares it to our time. And it's amazing how the wokeness in our society today comes from the same source and and you can't tell it's not the work of demons of how our culture is falling apart. And and why? His conclusion was and and our conclusion is we have turned away from God. as we re- read here in, in the few verses that are only later on as I was looking into this, uh, I, I read it again. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none. He said, I will return unto my house when I, whence I came out. And when he cometh he find it, it swept and garnished. Then he go with he and take it to him. Seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. I always read this as the man, okay, individuals. But let's let's just think of it as a society we have left, not just as this country, Europe was way ahead of, of the US in leaving God behind. We turned away, and what comes in? Look at Europe 120 years ago, whenever it was. Nietzsche, uh, the philosopher, the German philosopher, uh, comes up with, with uh, the, the, the word that went all over the, the, the world back then, God is dead. We killed God. God is dead. And that influenced generations to come. Germany was one of the most advanced countries 120 years ago. They had amazing science. They had art that excelled. It was an amazing country. And but once they left, once they left God behind, so to speak, once they turned away, what came? Well, World War I came. It was disastrous. The, the technologies they had actually lent themselves to, to cause more evil than they could do before. And then a little bit later on, Marx comes. he's from Germany, he goes to England, and he comes up with, with this. Theology, why it's a, it's a theology of of the evil, really, uh, about Marxism. And then we see what happens in Russia. They didn't have much of Christianity left. Whatever was left was was, was kind of uh, just just the, the fumes, maybe, if that's a good way to put it. And Russia was not only had the, the the Bolshevik revolution, but out of it came unbelievable evil. Sixty million people died in the process in Russia alone. And then comes World War II, and we have Hitler starting genocide, and when you look at, at the Auschwitz and those those not uh, just camps to, to keep people separate, no, those were extermination camps. We're very carefully planned. Now, that, that's, that's really pure evil that, that comes out when people turn away from God. And what, what do we see today? Is, aren't we in a culture that just goes that way? And how do we, how do we stay equipped to, to deal with that as, as, we, as we just look and project what's going to happen down the road? Uh, We came across something interesting. I had to verify it. Somebody said, and I think it was on on the radio or or maybe on the internet, uh, that uh, all the quarters up to this year shows the face of the president or whoever it is facing in God we trust. 2022, the quarters facing away from in God we trust. Uh, that may be just coincidence it's just an accidental thing, maybe, but it kind of tells us we' we're, we're trying hard to look away from in God we trust and and that's no wonder politics uh, uh, even uh, you know industry everything goes goes haywire without rationale and when you, when you uh, consider what well you would have to read the book from, from Akan what those gods were promoting uh, and what the cult was promoting of those gods was exactly what we see today all the messed up things that we see today was way back then 3,500 years ago and was cultivated until, until Jesus comes and then there was a reprieve. Well, as I said, in the Middle Ages it, it wasn't all that good anymore. Some really bad things happened there, and Christianity kind of wilted away. But it, it got—it it was a revival again, and and things really, uh. Like the U.S. When you, when you go to the, the history of the U.S., uh, I think that. The, the Christian worldview, really, uh, blessed this country like, like no other country. And now we're walking away from it uh, willfully. Willfully. It's, it's so sad. And we, we, could, we could be uh, dejected and, and, and hang our harps the, on the willows, uh, uh, to, to use words out of, uh, of Scripture. Uh, but God doesn't want us to do that. We we have to go back to what the apostle tells in Ephesians to be equipped and and to know where we stand. I think it's so important that we that that we have the the right view of that. And what I saw out of here is why do we why are we so much influenced by today's uh, uh, worldview that everything is just physical. The the demons are gone. If the demons are gone, then God is gone too. We can't have just God and no more demons. Because they're going to be here until the very end, until God wraps it up and takes it away. And so we, we better be aware that we are influenced by demonic powers. And yes, we can be protected, but we have to put on the armor. It's 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 a it's an action on our behalf. It doesn't come automatically just because we come to church. It's not going to do it because churches across the country have, by and large, abandoned things. When we look at the at the main three gods that all the the world worshipped over over the ages, thousands of years. Uh, one of one of them, they have different names in different cultures. One of them was Baal, uh, that is in control of of nature. Uh, the, the Greeks called him Zeus. Uh, there, there was another name in in in, in uh, Chaldean history, and then there was Ishtar, who. But Ashtaroth in 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 Hebrew and and Venus in 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 Rome all the same all the same things the same cult the same things when we look of what these cults were it is amazingly the same of what we see the world out there doing right now with with when you think that that. Uh, uh, transvestites are, are, are something that, that's just new. No, that this was all the way back then. This was part of the cults of these gods. We turned away from God and we let seven more wicked spirits to come in. This, I'm sure, goes for one man or for, for people that that think you're saved and now once saved, I'm, I'm, I'm done. And then something can happen like Jesus spells out here in the last two verses and it can happen to entire countries or entire cultures are we oblivious to what, what what's happening to us I think we need we need to focus on that and and as I was sitting on that bed and kind of wondering you know here I'm, I'm thinking of I I researched this idea of of my heart. I know exactly what areas of my heart are no good. And and, and the lung, the the right side of my lungs, and I have uh, uh, hypertension in my lungs that can be caused by by the desynchronization of of my heart and so forth. And uh, all these things. And uh, so I'm thinking about this. Stuff as I was sitting there and wondering, you know, what's going on. And then I was thinking, you know what? Uh, Jesus can heal that. He doesn't have to. I, I think it would be totally wrong to think that he, Jesus is going to heal just all the illnesses. Yes, he heals real illnesses. In, 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 I'm just going to read it out because I have it here in the NAS. The, the wording is a little bit more in, in today's language. The news about him spread throughout Syria. And they brought to him all who were ill, those suffering with various diseases and pains, demoniacs, epileptics, paralytics, and healed them. So, it's not just the demons. He, he actually healed problem with real physical problems that we would go to the hospital and have dealt with it rationally, logically. That's what we should do. And Yet, he also dealt with demons. And I was, I was thinking, is what I'm having right now that I can't breathe, I was breathing perfectly good, and now I wake up and I can't breathe. Is this an anxiety attack? I didn't feel anxious. I didn't feel anxious at all. But I, I feel, well, maybe it is. So I, I prayed, Lord, you can heal me physically. Uh, but you're probably not going to because there, there is really no point. I'm, I'm old and, and ultimately I have to die of something. But you can, if, if I have an anxiety attack, you can take it away. And guess what? It, it wasn't instantaneous, but within a few minutes, my breathing was normal. I laid back down. I fell asleep till the morning. I think we, I, I'm talking to myself. We shortchange sure God's ability to do miraculous things. But if we if we doubt that there are evil spirits, then we doubt that God can do miracles. And we know He does. We also know that sometimes He doesn't. There, there are quite a few that we know, younger, much younger people than I that are not here anymore because they, they, they caught the, the virus, the COVID-19, and they're not here anymore, and, and God didn't preserve them. It doesn't always go that way. We don't know the mysteries of God. In Deuteronomy 29, it, it tells us that there, there are mysteries, there, there are secrets that belong to God, and then there are some to us, and we, we are supposed to deal with it in the here and the now, but there's some mysteries that belong to God that we cannot, we cannot possibly know. But we can trust God that through it all, He, he will actually He mold us and and put us precisely where we need to be when we meet Him at, at the very end. And, and so, I, I could go on and on. We can to the end of, of time here, but it. I was also thinking a little bit later on about you know, how, how do we think about just the way we work in, in our society? What, what do we think about global warming? And something occurred to me, like uh, I'm sure you, you, you heard or read the, the screw tape letters from, uh, you know, from way back, hundreds of years ago, 200 years ago, maybe 150, uh, C.S. Lewis wrote the Screwtape brothers who talked about one particular and I don't remember this is a long time ago that I read it uh, the devil uh, gathering his his demons which are fallen angels and, and he is the the lord over the fallen angels which are demons and they were discussing on how we're gonna deceive humanity how we're gonna do it I don't recall exactly the way it was but but I'm gonna borrowed this idea, and I was thinking about uh, how we might get taken in by the world view that's going on, like global warming. Is there global warming? Yeah, I think we all have to agree. It's different from 50 years ago. The the glaciers in Europe are melting at a very rapid rate. Uh, Ice is melting. There is obviously... A global warming, right? And so, going back to the story, the devil comes and he goes to God like we read reading Job. I was going to read Job as well. Job is a beautiful example of how things work. The devil goes to God and God asks me, have you seen Job? And then, then uh, how, how, how righteous he is. And, and he says, well, but, but let, me, let me tackle him. And then, then you see. And so God says, "You can you can touch him." What does the devil do? Fire from heaven. Uh, a wind that kills all his children. Uh, he instigated enemies to kill all his flocks. I mean, we're talking the devil giving power to do. Uh, natural disasters. Now think of it, what if the devil goes and says, I want to deceive Christianity, the Western culture. Uh, Can I bring global warming into the world? And God says, go ahead, do it. And then he comes together with his his demons and says, you know, how are we going to do it? Just bring fire down, let the sun uh, have flares that, that increase the temperature on earth Dramatically, and the other demons will say, "No, no, no! Let, let's do it. Let's tell. Let's influence the people to think that they caused it. It's human-made global warming. Let's let them think that, and and then they go ahead and spend all kinds of money uh, irrationally on trying to fix it because they think they can fix it, but in the meantime." We're going to really cause global warming that they can't fix in a final analysis. Let, let, let's just, just, just a, uh, uh, what, what, you know, what we read in the other story, it's, it's not, this is not an account, this is not, it's just a thought that we can have. What if the devil got, was given the power to actually cause global warming and he will give us, the yeah, yes, there is CO2. That there are models that increase global temperature, but the models are very weak. I try to study it. I don't think we really got a full control over this This mechanism, how this would actually do it. Uh, there are too many holes in, in, in the theories that we really could say, okay, now we're going to fix it. Yeah, we have... We need to be careful in how we move forward, but not by spending billions of dollars in in ways that we don't even know what what it's going to do. But that's what the devil wants. He wants the culture to become no longer rational. That's part of the plan. We are no longer rational. We are no longer understanding how we move about. And that's not just bad bad science. No, this is this is losing science. Christianity was the basis of of modern science that improved a lot of things and now we're abandoning it. We're we're leaving it behind. And why? Because we turned from God. Let's not turn from God. Let's do what the Apostle tells in Ephesians. Let's put on the armor and be ready when, when things come and tackle us, that we are ready. And we know it's going to come, but we are ready. If we apply his power to, to, to the situations that we have, we have no power at all anyway.